You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Manchester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Audacious, somebody give God a shout of praise. It's, it's wonderful to be here again. All of the locations that's streaming and connecting with us, I'm excited. You have one of the most incredible church here in the UK. I'm telling you, and I'm excited. I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm Pastor Glenn has allowed me to join the church. So you're, you're going to be, this is going to be my new church away from home, okay? All right. How about giving Jesus a big shout of praise? Yeah, hallelujah. Uh, We want to thank God for great leadership. We want to thank God for people who God has raised up like this to be a light in a dark world. And so you have two of the greatest leaders in the world. Let me celebrate again, Pastor Glenn and Sophie. Love you. Love you, love you, love you. And to all the great leaders that stand with them, we're excited. All right, let's get in the Word. I don't have a lot of time, so get a hold of your Bibles. If you have a Bible, if you have a gadget, whatever you have, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 22. And if you will indulge me just by standing for the reading of God's Word, I'm going to read from verses 1, I think, and to about 6, and then I'm going to jump down to verse number 31. That's Luke 22. It says, Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him. That's Jesus, for they feared the people. And then entered Satan into Judas. Yeah. Surname Iscariot, and being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and the captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad. And they covenant to give him money and he promised and sought an opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Can I jump to verse number 31 where my thoughts are going to be? It says, and the Lord said to Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired you. Another translation says, demand to have you that he may sift you as we. I like the word but, but is a conjunction, a change of statement going into a new direction. But I have prayed for thee. I prayed not for your car, not for your house, not for your children, but I prayed that your faith don't fail. And I like this part. And when thou art converted, not if, when you are converted, return, uh, that means strengthen thy brethren. Verse 33, he says unto him, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee, both in prison to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt three times deny me that you don't even know me. I want to talk to you on a subject, revivals coming out of this. Look at someone say, revivals coming out of this. 
Father, I pray that you will allow me to speak with great anointing and precision in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at another neighbor. Say, neighbor. Oh, I want you to talk to the neighbor like you want to talk to them. Say, neighbor. Revival is coming out of every bad situation. If you believe that, scream a praise in this house. Woo! You may be seated in the presence of our God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have enough time. But there is power in the name of Jesus. I heard it all. There is power in the name of Jesus. Everybody help me say, there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, to break every chain, break every chain, break every each. All right, listen to this. There's an army rising up. Where's my army in here? There's an army, come on, say. Every chain, yeah. Oh, break every. Sing it again. Break every chain. Break every chain. Now, in my church in London, we will say this: chains break. Mm. Chains break. Everybody say it. Chains, come on, break. That's what's gonna happen. Chains. Everybody say, change, break, change, break, change, break, change. All right. Please be seated. I'm going to get in trouble. There's an army. Yes. Can I, can I say something? Can I say something? Hold on. The devil is in trouble. Because in spite of what's going on, God is raising up his army. Would you look at your neighbor and say, I'm a part of the army of God. Whatever the enemy planned, it's going to come to naught. Somebody scream a praise in Give him praise. Be seated. Someone say revival. When we think about the word revival, many things come to mind. The word revival really speaks about bringing back to life something that was dead. Revival, when we talk about it, it speaks about not only bringing something back to life, but I want to connect it with a word called restoration. It means I started out one way and I ended up better than how I started. Someone say revival. 
the text that I'm looking at here, and I would like to just try to bring your imagination. The word that was brought here was about Simon being told that Satan had asked for him. Um, I want you to understand that the text brings us to an understanding that there was a conversation happening about Peter that he had no clue about. The word Satan, the word Satan, Satan is the word accuser. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. The word accuser of the brethren, he's also known as the adversary. Everybody say adversary. The word adversary is kind of like a mathematical term. Ad means something that has come and trying to be a part of me. Adversary, reverse, reverse means the opposing person who adds himself to come and oppose me. Satan is the adversary. Someone say the adversary. And he is the opposing person that is in our life. And the Bible says that he comes according to the text and asks for Peter. Which lets me know that there must be times that Satan has an opportunity to ask for us. Uh, are you with me on this? All right, some, somebody don't believe me, but when I read in the book of Job, do you remember in the book of Job? God was kind of um, boasting about Job and how great he was. And the Bible says that the sons of God presented themselves and there was a conversation about Job. And God turned around and said, um, there's a guy named Job that I have. Have you ever considered him? You all thought that Satan just attacked Job. By the way, it was God's idea. The text says that God said, have you ever considered my servant Job that there's none like him? I wonder what kind of conversation God is having about you with Satan. Oh, I, I know you haven't, you haven't thought about that. I, 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 he said, have you considered my servant Job that there's none like him? He's showing off and this is what Satan says. It's in your Bible. He says, yeah, I've been considering that guy a long time. I've been thinking about him. In fact, I was watching him and I've been, I've been looking at everything he does and I've been mapping his destiny and I've been trying to get him but I can't get to him because you have a hedge around him. And I'm glad about one thing is that no matter what goes on in my life, Satan can come so far. Who am I talking to in the house? Where, where's my last night audience? Maybe you will talk back to me. He, 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 he knows how to come so far, but he can't get to me because God puts a hedge, a protection around me. Look over to your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm protected, I'm protected. The text says, the text says, um, text says it says here um, that Jesus tells Peter, he says, there's been a conversation about you that you don't know about. In fact, can I tell you, Satan came to me and he asked for you. He asked for you. He asked for you. Um, please, God, don't have no conversation with Satan about me. <laughs> Is anybody real in this place? You know. 
Please, God, just keep it low. Stop showing off about me. You know, who goes, oh, God is saying, that's my man over there who praises me. He praises me every Sunday and saying, say, oh, yeah, he praises. And a lot of things we don't realize is that when we're under attack, catch the revelation. It's not that God is mad with us. It's God showing off on us. Because he knows in spite of what goes on in our life, he knows our heart towards him and that we're coming out better than how we started. Someone shout hallelujah. Um, sit down, you're all making me nervous. I'm, I'm going to get there. He, he says, he says, he says, um, Simon, Simon, Simon. Anytime you hear the word repeated more than once, it's, 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 it's Jesus trying to get the attention. The problem is that we are westernized people and we have names and we choose names like Chanel. Nothing wrong with Chanel and, and all these posh names. But those of you that are from the African or Asian background, you'll understand names mean a whole lot. The name Simon, which is name, which is the link to the word Simeon, which means to hear. Jesus is being very deliberate. He's not just saying Simon, Simon, but he's saying, hear me, hear me. He's saying, I want you to pay attention to this conversation because I want you to understand that Satan has asked for you. Now I'm happy about that because the very fact that Satan has to ask for me tells me I don't belong to him. That, that, that's, that, that alone is exciting because when Satan uh, thinks he owns you, he can do anything with you, but he had to ask you. He says he asked for you, watch this, and he wants to, here's the thing, he desires, he's making a demand in you that he may sift you as we. Now our Bible is written, you always have to remember this, our Bible is written from two perspectives. Our Bible is written from an agriculture perspective and it's also from a legal perspective. Everything in your Bible is agriculture. Agriculture speaks about seed, harvest, it talks about rain of animals, it speaks about crops. And the next thing that you know our Bible is written about from a legal perspective. Everything in your Bible is legal about the throne of God, the judgment of God. Judgment is not a bad thing. It's only bad when you're on the wrong side. The judgment of God, are you hearing me? You hear things that you shall be my witnesses. That's a legal term. You hear words like um, we have an advocate. We have a mediator. Those of you who are in the legal profession, these are legal terms. So those are two things you will always hear in the Bible. It's always going to be agriculture or it's going to be legal. Here is the word that he uses. He's using an agriculture term and you've got to now be able to unpack it. He says, Satan has desired you. He asks for you, uh-huh, that he may sift you as wheat. Now you've got to understand what that means. What happens is, is that when you pick up barley, when you pick up grains, one of the things that happens after the wheat, it needs to be separated from the case of what we call in biblical times the trash or it is the case of what holds the barley. And what they would do, they have what you call a big uh, mesh, a thing with a mesh on the bottom of it and they would put the wheat and they would shake it 
throw it up in the air and it will land back on the mesh and shake and all of the trash or all of the flakes that's not needed and then you're left with the barley. You're left with the commodity that we really need. Uh-huh. Are you with me? It's called chaff. Uh-huh. And so what happens, he says, this is what Satan wants to do to you. Catch this. He has made a demand to have you that he may sift you like wheat. In other words, throw you up in the air, allow you to land down, shake you from side to side, look like your life is going upside down, but what he doesn't realize when the sifting happens is to separate the barley from the trash. Now, 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 what is the trash? What did the Bible talk about the trash? He says, uh, uh, blessed is a man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the ways of sinners. He delighted in the, uh, and, he, and he says in there someone, uh, the scripture about the chaff which the wind driveth away, because that's what happens. He calls it the ungodly. What God is doing in your life is allowing Satan to allow some things that's attached himself to your life to come out of your life. That's why when you're going through some things, you will realize there are people who you thought would be in your life when you're going through. God allows them to come out of your life. And the reason why they're out of their life is because they're ungodly. Now you think ungodly is people that don't come to church, but you got some people who don't believe in God. They don't believe in the God that you serve. So God allows, watch this, for you to go through a process of sifting. I, I want you to understand that, 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 that although the devil's intention is to knock you from side to side, to make you lose your focus, God is using the devil for your perfection. I got a message for you. I want you to get excited in case you didn't know. I found out that the devil is employed for me. No, you didn't get that. In fact, can I tell you, the devil is on a 24-hour job working for me. What are you saying? How do you know that? I'm going to tell you why. Because everything he does, he thinks it's going to mess up my life, but he forgot that all things will. I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody who would hear me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Say, neighbor, all things, all things going to work together. The lie they lied on me is going to work together. The people who left me, this going to work together. Good is coming out of it. Sit down, sit down. Satan works for me. Satan is an adversary. He adds himself. To me. Uh, he tries to be a part of the mathematical persuasion, but he is only been used to perfect me. Woo! Are you with me on this? He says, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But watch this. But I prayed for you. I prayed for you. I didn't pray for your house, although the house is a problem. I didn't pray for your marriage, although you think the marriage is the problem. Those are external things that Satan is using to get your attention. 
It is not the house, it's not the car, it's not the job, it's not the friend, it's not, you are all upset with friends. It's not about the friends. This attack is your faith. It's your belief system. If Satan, oh I wish I had time, if Satan can mess up your belief system, he's got you. And the biggest attack we're all going through right now is the attack on our faith. Faith is, can I talk about faith for a little while? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is expectation. Faith is the thing I stand on. Faith is the substance of things, things I hope for. Hope is expectation. I have an expectation. But here's the crazy thing. It carries an evidence that not seen. What did I tell you? The Bible is about agriculture and legal evidence. Now, that's a contradiction. Because normally when someone gives evidence, they have seen something. You don't have nobody come into court and say, you know, I came to the court to, to, to you know, has their, their witness. I'm, I've got evidence and I'm, and I'm standing up and they say, well, why are you here? Well, that's my friend. Yeah, did you see anything? No, I didn't see anything, but, you know, I'm here. Evidence speaks of proof. Everybody say proof. But here's how faith works. The fact you don't see it is an evidence. It's a proof that it's going to manifest. I know you don't understand it because some of you are too intellectual to understand this. But faith means I, I, I believe in the thing that's not visible. Well, someone say, well, Bishop, I don't understand. I, I, how you can be believing in something that you cannot see? You believe in a lot of things that you can't see. You get on a plane and allow someone to drive who you can't see. Yet still you have faith in that pilot and you don't know who the pilot is. You get on the plane telling everybody, about, yeah, I'm going to Miami. Yeah, I'm going to, you ain't even got there yet, but you're telling everybody, I'm going to Miami. And you're excited about Miami, but the truth of the matter is you don't know who's flying the plane. You don't even know if you're going to get there. But you have faith in something that you have not seen. Faith is the substance, the thing I stand on, the thing I believe in, the thing I have confidence in, that if God says it, oh, I wish I had somebody here to help me. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why you got to be careful who's in your ears in this season. I love you, but shut your big mouth. If you're not saying what I believe, hush your mouth. I want to be around somebody and say, yes, it's going to happen. Yes, God can do it. Yes, I believe in what God said. Is there anybody understand what I'm saying this morning? <laughs> Satan wants to have you. He wants to desire. He has a desire. He wants to sift you. As wheat. Satan ain't all that. He's just someone who's trying to prove himself. And I've come to a point where I'm sick and tired of him. Anybody feel like how I feel? Thank you, two, three, five people. Some of you all are enjoying Satan, but some of us are sick of him. Look at somebody and just make this announcement. I'm sick of him. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion. 
seeking whom he may devour, plagiarizing, counterfeit. Why? The Bible says he's like a roaring lion. He ain't no lion. There's only one lion. It is the tribe of Judah. But the Bible says he's like a roaring lion. Watch this. Seeking for whom he may devour. When I hear the word seek, it means he's very particular who he comes after. You know, when I was fighting back in the days and in my school days, you know, I, I, and, 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 and I was very particular who I went and fought, especially when I went to my secondary school. I didn't want to get bullied, so I found someone who I knew was slightly weak and looked tall. And I knocked this guy out. I won't call his name in case he might watch. And everybody said, Francis, Francis, because I won the fight. And I became the one that everybody was scared of. But what they didn't know, I was very selective of who I was fighting. Because there was another guy in my school named Rex. I would not mess with him. Because he fought and he would kick you in your face. I wasn't those kind of fighters. I punched and I hit you, but not in your face. I was very delicate in how I knocked you out. But Rex didn't care. He just, 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 just. Lost, but I was very selective about who I was attacking. Now, Satan is very selective because he is not a lion. <laughs> and so he seeks for whom he wants to devour. Uh -huh. But Satan, let me explain to you, is only a pussycat with a microphone. Making a whole lot of noise. Come on, talk to me in here. Trying to make you feel intimidated and make you forget who you are in Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, what got me about the text and the reason why I read the text at the top, the Bible says that Satan asked for Peter. But then when I read at the top, it says Satan entered Judas. One, he had to ask for. The other one, he just went in there. Are, are you with me on this? So I was having a problem with the text. I, you know, I, I read my Bible. I always say, read your Bible, it will bless you. I read my Bible and I said, no, I didn't get this. Now, now, wait a second. The Bible says that Satan just entered into Judas. But then later on, Jesus said, uh, Satan asked for you. One he has access to, the other one, he has to get permission. Now my problem is, how comes he entered into Judas? Can I tell you why? Judas means the word Judas comes from the word Judah. Judah means praise. I then found out that Judas was not concerned about praising. He was more concerned about money. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing wrong with money. Money answered all things. But when it comes to a point when God has given you a specific assignment in the earth and you walk away from that assignment, and stop doing something that you weren't assigned to do, 
Now you're consumed by something that is equal with God called money. And now you have not been given the power to deal with the spirit of money. Now money overtakes. And the Bible says now he refused to be a praiser. He's now become, watch this ladies and gentlemen, a betrayer. All right. Bishop, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to help you. I want to help you what a betrayer is. A betrayer is someone who's disloyal. A disloyal person betrayed their cause. They divulge in the breach of confidence. They betray secrets. They reveal against one another's desires will. They lead people astray. They deceive. So, ladies and gentlemen, I found out that Judas was ordained by his Leviticus name to be a part of the praise team. But he joined the finance team. And because of that now, he becomes a betrayer. Can I tell you who are the betrayers? The people who were ordained to give God praise but they found out money was more important, people was more important, and they become a betrayer because when God's done something for you, you can never sit back and act like he has not done anything. And I can always tell people who are betrayers. It's the one that has been through hell and God has taken you out of a situation, yet still when you come to church, you look important. And when anybody starts praising and jumping, you're like looking them up and down like what's wrong with them and what have you. And it's like, oh, they're in my way kind of thing. And, 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 and then we, you know, and sometimes if somebody gets really excited, we kind of look at the stewards. We're the stewards. We're the stewards. You know, because that person is just carrying on a bit too much. But let me tell you something. When you've gone through a whole lot of hell, when you almost lost your, who am I talking to in here? You almost lost your mind and God kept you. All right, let me, let me speak to you. saw folks who died in the pandemic. You visit people in the hospital and somehow you thought you couldn't make it, but God gave you the breath of life. Why am I standing here like I lost my mind? Let everything that had breath Uh, look at your neighbor. I'm almost done. Say, neighbor, I refuse to be a betrayer. If you hear me shout, it's because I love him. If you hear me scream, it's because I'm going to serve him. Let everything that have breath. I'm almost done. Sit, sit, sit. I'm almost done. It's not my last point and I'm finished. Uh, um, he said, Satan asked for you. And he desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for your faith, don't fail. I know that your faith is going to be tested. I know you're going to question your Christianity. I know you're even going to question your sanity. But I'm praying for one thing, Peter. I'm praying that your faith don't fail. And this is the part. He says, and when you have Returned. 
when you're converted, <laughs> when you're restored. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because revival's coming out of this. When, oh, Ramashanda, hallelujah. When, when you get out of that sticky point of your life, because everything that you're going through, ladies and gentlemen, is temporary. Satan has not got the power to hold you in your situation. Can I preach to you? Can I preach to you? Let me give you revelation. Let me give you revelation. God threw Satan out of heaven and put him in what we call a prison called time. Mm -hmm. Why did he throw him out of heaven? Because he was in eternity. Eternity is timeless. And if he is the accuser of the brethren and he's in eternity, that means he would accuse us throughout all of our life. But God says, what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw you in the earth and I'm putting you in a prison called time. So whatever you do to people, you only have a certain time to do it. And after the time is over, you got to give back what's theirs. I come to tell you the time of your deliverance. Oh, I feel something in here. Pastor Glenn, can I preach like I want to now? The time of your deliverance is now. And I've come to make the announcement that revival is coming out of this. Everything you've been through that the enemy has done, God is gonna turn it around for your good. Can I have five people turn around right now? It's turning your home. It's turning your family. It's turning your situation. Somebody say yeah. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Revival's coming out of this. What the devil meant for evil. What the devil meant for evil. Your home is gonna be saved. Your family's gonna be saved. Your children, who am I preaching to in here? Someone say revival. That means God is going to bring back dreams, bring back visions. Everything you lost is about to happen for you. Can I end with this? And I'm going to end. You are in the month of April. April means open. Why do they call it April? Because it's the beginning of spring. It's when plants that were closed start to open up. It's the season of revelation. And I stopped by here to tell audacious in all of your campus, get ready for your open door. Get ready for your open season. Shout yes! Grab your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm going to shout for 30 seconds. I'm going to shout for my miracle. Because revival is coming out of this.
your neighbor. Grab your hold of your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I give you 30 seconds to praise God for what he's going to do. This is your month of revival. Now shout for it. Revival, Terry, revival is coming out of this. Devil thought it was going to be the end of you. Where there is a devil, where there's an accuser, where there is an opposition, it's because there's an open door. He says that there is a door, but many adversaries. If the devil knew that the door was going to perfect me, he would never put me through it. Somebody's coming out of here victorious. Someone coming out of here blessed. I dare you scream one more time. Oh, shout! listening to this audacious podcast for any more information visit us online audaciouschurch.com we'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses manchester chester or online every sunday 10 a.m and 12 p.m 